Welcome to Gender and Sexuality. So what is gender and how does gender differ from biological sex? How about sexual orientation? Please review the genderbred person in the chapter 10 folder as this is a great visual tool for learning. Okay, what is the first question anyone wants to know about a baby? Is it a boy or is it a girl? Gender is woven into so many aspects of our society, and it's an integral part of our identities. There are many myths and misconceptions that still persist today around gender. So let's explore some psychological research findings. First, we'll start with biological sex. Biological sex is, you guessed it, about biology. It refers to the physical characteristics, including anatomy, like penis and vagina, the things we usually think of, hormones, androgens like testosterone as well as estrogens, chromosomes, XX, XY, and genes. These physical characteristics usually fall into typically male or typically female. But research shows us that not every person is born with physical characteristics that neatly match male or female. In fact, about one in 2,000 people are born intersexed, a condition present at birth wherein people have biology and anatomy chromosomes that don't neatly fit with male or female. So although most of us believe that sex is binary, scientific research reveals that biological sex is complex and better described as a continuum. You will explore more, including the story of Castor Semenya, in the reading and videos this week. I really encourage you to check out Gender Revolution, the documentary as well. Speaking of continuums, that's a theme this week. Let's next explore gender, the social, cultural, and psychological aspects of being masculine or feminine. So we're moving beyond biology here to really categorize how we think and feel and behave. When it comes to how we behave, gender identity and gender roles are really important. So let's do some key terms. Gender identity is our personal sense of masculinity or femininity. Identity is separate from gender expression, which is how we walk, how we talk, how we dress, how we act and perform gender. And then gender roles are all the positions, jobs, hobbies, interests, traits like personality considered appropriate for males and females within a given culture and time. Question for you. How old were you when you first learned the difference between male and female? You can pause here. Psychology research shows us that we start creating gender schemas around six months, identifying more high-pitched voices, for example, with females. Remember those schemas are those cognitive organizing structures. We're always trying to organize and group our worlds. Psychologists study our gender schemas, our mental categories for masculine and feminine that we develop over a lifetime. Psychologists believe around two to three years old, kids really refer to themselves interchangeably and others interchangeably by gender. This tends to become more rigid around ages four to six. According to cognitive development theory, as children develop mentally and experience more information through their parents, their peers, their world, they begin to think about other people and themselves in a more concrete way as associated with one gender more than another. Another important theory to explain how we act is social development theory, which really helps also explain why gender varies by culture. According to social development theory, learning matters. So we form gender identity and we learn gender roles by observing others who are important to us 
imitating their behavior, so modeling, and then being rewarded, rewarded and punished. So this all ties into operant conditioning back to chapter six. Which social influencers do you think are most important for your identity today? You could think all the way back to your parents, your siblings, your peers, models at school, um, teachers and coaches, even the media that you consume. Note that oftentimes parents transmit their views like, Angelina, you're such a good mom to your dolls. Or Joe, boys don't cry. Unfortunately, statements like these and learning in general from parents to peers to media can become too narrow and create gender stereotypes or overly generalized beliefs that can lead to prejudice and discrimination. For example, one stereotype is that women are bad drivers, which can cause people to selectively pay attention to, attend, and remember or recall times when women are not driving well and literally just ignore times when men don't drive well. This really reinforces the stereotype, connects back to cognitive biases and the self-fulfilling prophecy that we studied in chapter 12. Consider, for example, the harm that can created by that can be created by stereotypes. So one stereotype learned young, like males should suppress emotions or boys shouldn't cry, can really work against healthy emotional expression in adult males. We'll come back to this topic when we study stress and mental health. So what gender stereotypes do you know? And how can we move beyond them, knowing that they oftentimes harm us? How have gender roles shifted in the U.S. over the past 50 years? My challenge for you this week is to take the BIM sex role inventory and investigate your results. See the Chapter 10 PowerPoint for great information and enjoy.